Welcome to another exciting episode, episode 20 of the Original Geek Show. I'm, of course, your host, Nick Helms, and uh, we got a jam-packed episode for you today. Uh, uh, Just a little shout-out real quick before I get started. Um, A shout-out to my friend, John Biggs. He was supposed to be on this episode with me. He was going to have a... Another get another guest on the show. That's name's not Kyle, um, but unfortunately, due to some personal um, events, he wasn't able to uh, be with me for recording for this week, and that's okay. But and but uh, shout out to John, and hope everything turns out with uh, good with that. And uh, but yeah, we're gonna we're, that's okay because we're still we still got the episode and we're all still gonna do it and it's still here. And then, uh, then episode 21, uh, which is uh, next week's episode, um, we'll, be, we'll have Kyle on it. Kyle will be back, because every seventh episode, apparently Kyle shows up. And then we'll have John on in the future. And if you want to be on a future episode of the Original Geek Show, you can. If you want to come talk some geek stuff with me, you can. Just let me know. Shoot me a Facebook message, and we'll, we'll work something out. Um, normally, I record uh, somewhere between Monday and Friday, 8 to 5. Um, but if that doesn't work out for you, I can do late at night um, once the kids go to sleep, you know. But uh, we'll, we'll work it out. But let's get to the show, though. Uh, we got some good first impressions for you on the show today, uh, which we'll be getting to later. Uh, and uh, just to let you know, ahead of time, we'll be talking about Sandman Volume 1 and also the first episode of Reacher on Amazon Prime. And but that that's going to come later in the show. But just something to look forward to you um, right now. <clears throat> so uh, this this um, first news that we're going to hit up with here, our first bit of news today is uh, Marvel Netflix shows. Uh, and so this this just came out this past week uh, that the Marvel Netflix shows are apparently leaving Netflix um, on March the first. Um, I'm not for sure if that's been totally confirmed. Um, I, I know it's been reported. I'm not for certain if that's been confirmed by like Netflix or Disney or Marvel, whatever. Um, right offhand, I don't. I I don't think I saw a confirmation on that for sure. Um, but I think it's pretty much like a done deal and it's going to happen. So we'll see in a couple weeks if that really does happen. I'll keep you updated on that. Um, but it seems like the Marvel Netflix shows, such as Daredevil, The Punisher, Jessica Jones, Luke Cage, and Iron Fist, and The Defenders will all be leaving Netflix. But I heard that they are going to go to Disney Plus, so it's not like they're just gone and um, in the ether and you'll never see them again. I heard they're going to go to Disney Plus, so we we will see if that happens. I mean, it would it, it would make sense. Uh, it wouldn't make sense to just totally take those out altogether seen as now they're bringing back characters uh from those shows like kingpins already been uh in there was in hawkeye and then of course uh matt marduk was in uh spider-man no way home 
spoiler alert i guess i should have said beforehand <laughs> but uh i mean if you haven't seen that stuff we've already talked about it on the show so i mean i don't, I don't know what to tell you it's, it's too late it's too late now we're in february that stuff was like uh, two months ago <clears throat> so uh yeah but uh i'll be interested to see if they do go to disney plus i mean i like i said i just don't see them not being on something because that that just doesn't make sense at all to me and so if they're leaving netflix there has to be a reason i'm assuming that marvel paid some money to get them to where they weren't on netflix anymore and we're going to disney plus um so but i guess it really remains to be seen um if these characters from these marvel netflix shows are the same characters that we're seeing in the in the mcu proper now if they're the same um if they're gonna use the same backstories and stuff like this and all this stuff that's happened if it's actually has happened in the mcu um so i guess we will wait and see on that but i assume if they move them to disney plus that it's pretty much a given that everything that has happened has happened so uh or everything that happened in the netflix marvel netflix shows has actually happened with these characters that we're seeing such as kingpin matt Murdock, and stuff so uh um but that that's just my uh that's just how i see it and uh but like i said we will uh, keep you updated on that so because i mean march 1st is just like a less than two weeks from now so um speaking of marvel um you know guys i'm a huge comic guy uh, i'm a comic writer myself so and also i just i love comics you know i give my comic suggestions at the end of our all episodes of uh, most every episode of what comics to get so i keep up with comic news um and we're, we're, we're still in the line with marvel here uh we got new marvel comics were just announced for uh, may um several new series starting um there's a new thunderbolts coming and it's not super villains um it's uh like just heroes like it's led by hawkeye and then there's some other characters in in there i think monica rambo looked like she was in that lineup i don't really know the lineup uh to be honest with you so um because there was a bunch of characters that i'd never seen before or i mean i'm still getting caught up on a bunch of marvel stuff so um yeah um, but new Thunderbolts coming, so if that seems interesting, you look into that. Um, what I'm really interested in is a Spider-Man 2099 book that's coming out. Um, and I believe that's a new ongoing uh, Spider-Man 2099 um, book, which makes sense for them to bring back Miguel O'Hara and have him do a comic seen as the uh, Across the Spider-Verse is coming out this year, and he's going to be playing a big part in that. So, um, yes, and so I'm totally excited about that. Love Miguel O'Hara. Um, my good buddy Jason's son, uh, Dalton, is starting to cos about to start cosplaying as him. He'll be debuting that cosplay at Heroes and Angels Comic Con on uh, this coming up and the last Saturday in February, where nh media will be at by the way i know that me and kyle will both be there I believe jake my artist on vengeance is going to be there i think even elena is going to be joining us the uh, new artist uh, who's going to be the artist on anubis so it's going to be fun times and then also the crypto zoomology uh the crypto squad is going to be at not just another horror con i think it's the second saturday of march 
March 15th, 16th, something around that. So that that's going to be fun. Um, but yeah, so um, back to the Marvel comics that are coming out in May. Another one is called The New Fantastic Four, um, which this group is consists of, um, let's see here, uh, Ghost Rider, uh, Spider-Man, Wolverine, and then Grey Hulk, which this, I believe, come out like in the 70s or something like that, 80s, something like this, this group. Um, I could be wrong on my time. Could be wrong. Could totally be 90s thing. Um, but this group... Um, they replaced the Fantastic Four for a little bit. So if you've been reading or listening to the show, I guess, I don't know if I've talked about it, um, but the uh, they've done a few Spider- symbiote Spider-Man stories in comics uh, last year, a few miniseries, a few five-issue series, and then they're currently right now doing a Ben Riley one. And like so the symbiote Spider-Man stories were set in the past when Peter had the black suit, and so these are these are basically untold stories during that era. So basically, they can go play in that old sandbox without going totally back to that old sandbox by making the new status quo of that old sandbox. They do they just go play in an old sandbox and say this happened way back then, um, and we just didn't show you. And that that's what they're doing with the Ben Riley right now. When Ben Riley replaced Peter as Spider Man, um, when they thought. Uh, Peter was the clone, and Ben was the the real Peter Parker, and so this and so this new Fantastic Four series that they're doing is a mini series, five issue one, uh, where the Fantastic Four is gone, and then you have Ghost Rider, Spider Man, Wolverine, and uh, Gray Hulk as uh, the uh, new Fantastic Four. So um, that that's probably my most excited. That's the one I'm most excited about. Though I am excited about the uh, Spider Man 2099 as well but i mean both of them sound awesome so i'm really excited about that new comics there to uh looking into speaking of may um in may um they announced that the premiere date for star wars the obi-wan kenobi show i think it's just called obi-wan um coming to disney plus which is set in between episodes uh three and four and uh when uh, you know uh Obi-Wan was that hermit uh, living on Tatooine. And so we're going to see some of that time. Uh, the show is supposed to be also bringing back uh, Hayden Christensen supposed to be in his show as Darth Vader. And they're supposed to, he's still supposed to have scenes with the Obi-Wan. So, um, but they, they announced that the show will be starting in May. It's going to be premiering on May 25th. Now, a lot of people... Uh, we're like, why not May the 4th? You know, May the 4th be with you. Uh, last year, they premiered um, The Bad Batch Season 1 that day. I think they're going to do Bad Batch Season 2 that this this May 4th. I, I, that hasn't been announced, but I, I'm, I'm, I'm hearing rumblings of that. We'll see what uh, remains to be seen on that. But the reason why May 25th is the day that Obi-Wan is coming out is because it's literally 45 years to the day that Star Wars A New Hope came out. So, or, or more commonly known as Episode Four now, uh, which was just original Star Wars back then. That is the um, that's the anniversary of that release of when we first met Obi Wan. So, really cool moment there, and they're taking um, taking advantage of that that day. 
So really exciting that they showed the poster. Still no trailer. So that's that's kind of upsetting. But uh, surely we'll get a trailer soon. Um, probably next month, maybe. Uh, I wouldn't say Feb February. Or not definitely not February. Hopefully March though. And uh, yeah, but yeah, no trailer yet. And but you know what we do have? We have trailers galore though on this episode. Tons of trailers to talk about. There has been a influx of trailers um, uh, recently, and we're going to talk about them. They released the full um, trailer for Lightyear. Um, and so if you haven't checked that out, it's a lot of the stuff we've already seen. Um, just more uh, depth and detail on that. Um, we, you know, Buzz is um, this is about the real quote unquote uh, Buzz Lightyear, not the toy, and uh, how he joins Star Command, and uh, he's voiced by not Tim Allen. He's voiced by Chris Evans, uh, Captain America, and that's because it's not the toy. I know a lot of people were upset about that, um, but I mean, it's not the toy. It's the real buzz, you know, um, I, I use quotes, uh, when I say the real buzz, but you know what I mean, in the universe, it's the real buzz, and so, uh, that's why it's not voiced by Tim, he's not, he's not voiced by Tim Allen, he's voiced by Chris Evans, which I'm, I'm okay with, I don't care, I'm interested in that, that, I believe that'll come out in June, uh, looks like a good kids movie, so I'll probably have to go take the children to see that, so if you haven't watched the Lightyear trailer, check that out. Another trailer that's good for kids, uh, Cheaper by the Dozen, um, which I believe that came out week, last week, maybe, last week, not this week, um, early last week, so it's been out for about a week and a half, or week, week and a day, or about eight days now. Um, that is a Disney Plus original movie, uh, I believe uh, Zach Braff's in that. Um, and it's kind of like a Partridge fam, not Partridge, um, Brady Bunch type deal, like Zach Braff and, uh, then his wife, um, who's African American or mixed or something, uh, one of the two, um, they get married and they both have kids, and so then together, I think they both have like five kids apiece, um, and then they get married and so then they have ten kids and so... Technically, the parents are part of the dozen, cheaper by the dozen. The, the parent they're included in it. It's not a twelve kids, usually on the cheaper by the dozen, like the Steve Martin movies, and then the other cheaper by the dozen movies. Um, it was twelve kids, um, but it, this this is not twelve kids. It's just ten kids and two parents to make a dozen. Um, and I said, like I said, it's like a Brady Bunch type deal. I can't remember much of the trailer, um, to be honest with you. Now, done thinking about it. Um, it, I, I guess it wasn't very, it was very kid-friendly and very, um, not very memorable with some spots. You know, just a normal family-friendly hijinks movie, um, that, that type of deal. So, uh, it'd be good for the kids, you know, good laughs, parents will laugh at. Sure, they'll have some jokes that go over kids' heads, we'll laugh at those, but mostly be tied towards kids. Um, but I, I remember it was good. I just can't remember much of the trailer now, so I don't know what that says about the movie. I'll let you make that opinion on your on your own. But you know what trailer was great? Um, was Jurassic World Dominion. They finally released the uh, Jurassic World Dominion trailer. 
to a lot of hype. Um, the, 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 the dinosaurs have invaded the real world. Uh, they're out of the park. They're in the, they're in the real world and we're having to survive with dinosaurs. And, and so, I mean, this obviously some time has passed between, which, which, which we knew that was going to happen at the end of the last movie. Um, but some time has passed in between these movies. Um, and so like even the, di- the dinosaurs are reproducing too, because, uh, blue, which is the, uh, raptor that, uh, Chris, uh, man i totally lost lost his name here for a minute um you know the guy who plays star lord we'll just call him star lord you know that'll, that'll work that's uh chris pratt thing thing there we go thank you brain finally working uh yeah so the, the as you said anyway you'd say the raptor that chris pratt was close to in the other movies uh blue um apparently has a baby now so not for sure how that happened um, I don't know. Maybe the raptors can produce asexually. I don't. I don't. I don't know. I'm not on to the raptor breeding uh, habits or whatever. There it is. I, I don't know. Someone's smarter than me. Anyways, this trailer was awesome. It was amazing. It, it, I've been, never been so excited to watch a Jurassic Park movie. Uh, I mean, I, I I haven't ever disliked any of Jurassic Park movies. Uh, there's just. I mean weren't like some of my favorite movies i really enjoyed them when i watched them uh three people just stopped listening to the show um just kidding um that's okay and they were all people that worked for nh media um anyways (laughs) nothing wrong with them guys Uh, it's just that you know they just weren't me you know but i mean i i've really enjoyed these uh new ones that they're doing and this one looks really awesome i think i'm this gonna end up being probably my my favorite one out of all the ones i've seen um if it turns out as good as the trailer did because the trailer looks really 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 swell so (laughs) swell that's a that's a new one i never thought i'd use swell as a uh term of an adjective to describe something before but uh here we are on february the 15th 2022 uh, and oh yeah, it's February fifteenth, twenty twenty two. I'm recording this day after Valentine's Day. Hope everybody had a great Valentine's Day. I love you guys. Um, but anyways, um, other trailers. Um, there's more. Tons of trailers. I said Adam Project, a new Netflix show uh, movie that stars Ryan Reynolds. Um, it's a time travel movie. It's kind of sci-fi ish. Obviously, there's time travel. Um, if you haven't watched this, um, check out the trailer on the Netflix now. Um, it looks like it's going to be really good. Um, it, it, and, uh, yeah, <laughs> that's, that's all I got to say about it. Looks like it's going to be good. It's Ryan Reynolds. You can, I mean, you can't go wrong with Ryan Reynolds movie, right? I mean, have you, have you seen a bad Ryan Reynolds movie? Don't answer that question. Um, don't, 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 there is no bad Ryan Reynolds movie. Don't, there's not. And, uh, so Netflix has been doing really good. I mean, that's, it's definitely one of my, this is on my list of Netflix movies that I'm going to review this year. Netflix is putting out a lot of original films this year. Um, if you're friends with me on Facebook, you've seen that I've shared a list of that. But you can check them out yourself. Tons of original movies coming from Netflix this year and with some big-name actors. And we're going to be watching them all and talking about them on the show. Um, let's see. The DC The World Needs Heroes teaser trailer 
It's our sizzle reel, I guess would be the best thing to call that. It's a sizzle reel of all the DC movies coming out this year. Um, like the Batman, the Flash, uh, Aquaman 2, and of course the big one for me is Black Adam. I've been waiting for years for the Black Adam movie. So long, huge Black Adam fan, and a fan of The Rock. And The Rock playing Black Adam is just the best thing I've ever heard. And it just The Rock's been talking about this movie for so long, and I just thought it was never going to happen. And here we are, it's happening. We've seen teasers trailers and now we've seen parts in the sizzle reel we got to see a closer better look at uh the rock in the costume and oh my god it looks so good it looks so good um we got to see dr fate in the trailer really excited to get a live action dr fate we're not counting the one that happened on smallville um and i just really super excited about that really super excited for the hawkman live action of course we did get hawkman in um couple shows legends of tomorrow uh and also uh smallville um they the smallville guy was really good so um i i'm but the 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 look of hawkman looks so amazing uh on this um on this movie but i'm really excited to see and then adam smasher um it's in there as well getting the live action adam smasher which we've seen live action adam smasher i think played by edge in the flash arrowverse shows um but this this is just gonna blow any all these are gonna blow their live action that we've seen before out the water um but the most biggest thing is just the rock seeing the rock is black adam just just i can't I, I just can't wait for all of this all of it good pierce bronson as uh dr fate so that's just this is just gold this is just gold. This is just Hollywood gold. That's what this is. I, I I've been waiting so long. I, I'm 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 going to fangirl when this movie comes out. So can't wait to talk about it. Um. So yeah, check out the uh, that sizzle reel though. Good stuff. Um. We're gonna move. We're still got some trailers here. These are trailers though, or video game trailers, such as we finally got a trailer for the Wolf Among Us Two. Got its own little special event this past uh, last Wednesday. Got to see a trailer for The Wolf Among Us 2. Um, you know, Telltale Games uh, went out of business a while, a long time ago, several years ago. And uh, Wolf Among Us 2 was one of the games that they were working on. But the game rights got bought by someone else. And I can't remember who right now. In the, but they're, they finished the game. And uh, they're going to... Um, uh, they put the trailer out. And we, we could see Big B... Um, Big B Wolf, if you don't know anything about the Wolf Among Us, um, this is just uh, nonsense to you right now, but uh, I'm really excited for it, so we're just going to talk about it. Um, and we get to see him go in this house, apartment, or whatever it is, and then we get to see him fight freaking Wizard of Oz characters, and like he literally fights like the Scarecrow and Tin Man and the Cowardly Lions there, and he's trying to get Dorothy, I guess. I, God, it was so good. It was so good seeing Big B again, and just, I'm really excited that this Wizard of Oz character's in it, and so, so, so pumped for it, and then at the end, it said it wasn't coming out to 2023, and tears rolled down my face, um, but it's okay, because, um, so the thing is, is that uh, when Telltale was doing these games, they were doing games, they they came out of seasons and had like, you know, five episodes or whatever. And so they made the first episode and then they put it out 
and then they were while they were working on the second one so then we had to wait like several months in between episodes um like the two three sometimes and sometimes there would be a delay and it was like every two months or something but the, sometimes there would have been delayed in the whenever they were doing wolf among us and walking dead and all these guardians of the galaxy and um tales from the borderland all these different telltale games that uh, happened um sometimes there would be delay because they were literally working on the episodes as they were putting them out this new company um they're still doing it in that five episode format but they're finishing all the episodes before they start putting them out so therefore you only have to wait like a few weeks a month maybe in between the episodes but you won't have to worry about them being delayed because they're already all going to be done so therefore if they did put out they will finish the one and then put it out and then did the same deal we would have gotten the first episode sometime really soon but then we'd be waiting for the second one and then the third one and they're probably been delayed and been 2023 before they finished up and anyways on release even if they weren't delayed it'd be 2023 before they finished up so the fact that they're going to be all done and then they're going to release them like really simultaneously in 2023 it's perfectly okay it's no big deal so be all right we won't have to be once we get it there won't be a delay of content it would just be getting released rather quickly so um that's okay so the tears came back up into the uh to the little spots that they go in uh, in your eyeballs so everything will be all right <laughs> um, another trailer that we got um and we saw gameplay for this as well was ghostwire tokyo which is one of the last games that um bethesda games that is coming uh zenimax games not bethesda uh zenimax games um that are coming to playstation uh because that company was bought which includes bethesda um is was bought by uh, Microsoft last year, um, but they had two PS5 exclusive games um, still to do, and one of them was Ghostwire Tokyo, and we finally got a trailer and gameplay of that, and it's kind of like someone wanted to make a Doctor Strange game, but then Marvel didn't want to make the Doctor Strange game, and they're like, cool, all right, whatever, we will just throw some ghost in there, and make a whole different game. I'm 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 pretty certain that's what happened. <laughs> Cause if you watch the gameplay a trailer, the dude like moves his hands like he's and there's like like Doctor Strange. Like uh I mean your character literally is just Doctor Strange. I mean that that's all that I can say about it. Just look look it up. I mean if you if you don't think that this was a passed on Doctor Strange game that just got retweet re we worked into a different game to make it original then uh, i don't i don't know what you're watching but it's differently uh, but it, at the same time i say that it looks amazing and i really want this game and i can get this game on march the 25th um so um the other day um speaking of games uh, we're done with trailers by the way Woohoo! Tra- trailers galore are over um we're done with the we're done with that so moving on uh the other day nintendo had a nintendo direct um which is the little things where they re- uh, show off a bunch of trailers and gameplays and announces announcements and stuff like this a lot of things on there i'm only want to talk about one thing um they announced that portal one and portal two 
were getting remastered for the Nintendo Switch. And they didn't say it was going to come to... Which is weird, because you can't play Portal 1 and Portal 2 on the PS4 or PS5. Or the Xbox One or Xbox Series S and X. You can't play them in like the this generation or the last generation's games, consoles. Um, so it's weird that it's only coming to Switch. I'm wondering if that will change. But as of right now, it's just coming out to Switch. I love the Portal games. Portal 2 is probably one of the top five games ever made. Um, if I... It's just so good. It's just so amazing. The writing is just incredible. Uh, and, uh, yeah, so that's coming to Switch. And so I was very, fearing very nostalgic this week. And so I'm really excited. But, yes, I was feeling very nostalgic this week. In fact, I was feeling very nostalgic when Saga returned. In case you don't know, Saga is a comic book series. It's an epic space opera fantasy comic book series written by Brian K. Vaughn and illustrated by Fiona Staples, published monthly by the American company Image Comics. This series is heavily influenced by Star Wars. It's based on ideas Brian K. Vaughn conceived both as a child and as a parent. It depicts a husband and wife, Alana and Marco, from long-wearing, warring extraterrestrial races, um, fleeing authorities from both sides of a galactic war as they struggle to take care of their daughter, Hazel, who's born in the beginning of the series and who occasionally narrates the series as an unseen adult. Um, but yeah, so Saga, uh, which is amazing, a uh, little book that started back in 2012, uh, it went for 54 issues uh, up until July 2018, where it went on hiatus, and it did not come back until January of 2022 um, with uh, the 55th issue the series is supposed to be 108 issues and yeah so um i just got started on this book last year um got the full 54 issues uh bounded together and uh read through that rather quickly i loved it um and was super excited um for it to be when it was announced of coming back because it's been really really uh crazy um yeah and let's see, um, so just a little, um, so yeah, like, so uh, Alana and Marco are, mar are married, they're from different races, like, um, Alana is from Landfall, is a Landfallian, um, and she, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, has wings, and then Marco, um, he's from, uh, Wreath, which is, uh, one of Landfall's moons, and they, um, those people can have horns or antlers, and, um, can wield magic, um, and so, like, the whole, it's kind of like, um, in a way, you know, like, Shakespeare in, in a sense of the two fighting families, except it's, like, the full races of, uh, don't like each other. Um, and so, it's a great, uh, amazing story, if you like, uh, Star Wars and stuff, um, check it out, and, um, so, um, basically what I'm gonna do here is I'm gonna talk about, um, issue 55 here um and so this picks up uh, a few years after issue 54 i believe i think it's a few years i'm not for sure the timing now i think about it um so we we, we starts off and it's go we would go right to hazel um who looks like to be about 12 here now hazel um is the alana marcos child and so she has horns but she also has wings but um, most of the time she's not showing those um, because uh, they're it, Wreath, 
the recent people have kind of, let's see, the Landfallian people are basically, like, lesser than the Wreath people, and so, um, in a sense, or, and so, there's a lot of racism between these two, um, peoples, um, anyways, so, so she has apparently stolen something from someone, and so she's running after, um, this guy, running from this guy who's chasing her, uh, because, um, he says that she stole something, and so then she ends up, uh, bumping into a soldier, and, um, which the soldier, um, by the way, the, the wreath people, uh, where they're at now, um, they're more in the landfallian people, or the, maybe the, now, uh, the landfallian people, um, is where they're at, so there's the shoulder soldiers that she bumps into, and so they call, um, the wreath people, which is Marco's people, Moonies, and so the soldier that she bumps to kind of sees, uh, looks at Hazel and disgusts, and then the shop owner comes in, and, uh, comes in, and he's all mad and stuff like that, and he talks crap to the soldier, and the soldier, like, basically knocks the dude in the face with a gun, and there he's, uh, then the soldier's trying to get, um, uh, the, uh, figure out if Hazel actually stole something, oh, apparently she's 10 right here, so, um, just a week ago, it says that she turned 10, so, um, then as they're sitting there talking, this lady walks up, and as she walks up, she's speaking a different language, which they called blue, and apparently she's a terrorist, and, like, lifts her shirt up, and she has, like, a bomb, um, like, she's a suicide bomber, and so they shoot the lady, and the lady blows up, right, blows up her, um, self, and makes a big explosion in this commotion, um, Hazel has gotten away, so she runs off, and she's being chased by the, uh, landfallian people, and then she, when she goes around a corner, um, into a, an alley with no, uh, exit, she, um, takes her shirt off and uses her, uses her wings to get away, and so they, obviously they don't know, so, um, so she goes to go find her mom, and then we finally see Alana again, and she, which, by the way, I'm just let you know, this is a very adult-oriented book, um, there, there's curse words, there's also a lot of nudity, in the book, um, as in the first time that we see Alana again, she, um, she apparently does not have a, she has her shirt undone, and just there, there's her breast, and, um, talking about how breastfeeding is BS, and that, um, so she's trying to sell formula, basically, like, she's basically is trying to hustle some formula, and then these other soldiers, who, I don't know if I've seen these characters before, but these, like, looks like police officers, and they're, like, have, like, skull faces that are on fire, and their hands are on fire. I don't know if I've seen them in the series before. I can't really remember. Anyway, so she's selling without a permit, and we see this new character walk up, um, and trying to ask the cops, um, is there a problem, and he wants to help out, and this new character, um, is always a reef guy, or he's got, like, koala bear ears, I don't know exactly what he's from, 
Um, that's basically what I'm going to say, koala bear ears. And then his left arm is actually like a prosthetic arm. And so he says that he's her husband and he like basically talks to the police officers who are going to basically take Alana in. And so he basically ends up, you know, getting to them to go away. Um, then Alana gets mad because obviously they're not married and he works for her. And, uh, so, um, she's mad about that. Um, but yeah, so they're, they're going to go, um, and then they go back to their home, which is the tree type deal spaceship thing that, um, the Alana, Marco and them live in. And so, um, uh, we see we're back there and, um, Hazel comes back to the, uh, to the tree house and um then she um she's going around the house here and let's see um she goes to go check on her brother now it's not her actual brother um in the first 54 issues um uh there was a character called prince robot who was for a long time was chasing after alana and because alana and uh, marco were fugitives um uh, and so he he went after them for a while um and but he ended up becoming friends with them um but he he died um which i guess a spoiler alert there if you're gonna read the series um he he's not the only one that's dead um but i won't talk about too much Uh, i won't talk about that um anyways so i guess i can i mean it's been out for four years i mean if you read it um marco's no longer living as well um so we'll, we'll get to that in a minute so anyways, um, so Prince Robot had a son um, named Squire, and he is now become basically adopted by Alana, and his, he calls her, she calls him his son, her son as well, and so this is Hazel's brother. He doesn't actually talk, he's mute, um, probably because of the trauma that he's gone through. So then um, Alana and uh, the, the other guy, the guy comes back, um, and his name is, by the way, the got with koala barriers is bombazine i think uh i don't know if i'm pronouncing that right but that's basically what it's spelt like so um yeah so bombazine and alana come back and this teacher had been teaching or doctor had been trying to work with uh squire a babysitter slash doctor um and so apparently uh, there's some trouble with their payment that she owes the doctor and stuff, and Lana's probably going to get it, and then she is going to be, le- they're going to be leaving, and they're going to be able to get more money for the doctor, is what they tell us. And so, um, let's see. Then we go off into another, another world um, where we see a character called the Will. Um, the Will was another character that, um, was hunting Alana and Marco uh, for a really long time. And then he meets up with this uh, this lady who used to be Marco's uh, fiance. Um, but things didn't work out for them. And uh, so he has brought the skull of Marco with, with him um, because they both did not like Marco. Anyway, and the wheel had killed Marco. And issue 54. That's how 54 ended. Um, 
then some things happen between this girl, uh, came from, what is it? Gwen, and uh, the Will, adult things on many pages. Um, but before we go back to the uh, Alana family and stuff, and they are near the end of the book, they are about to be, um, their ship is being taken by what's basically space pirates, and they are trying to hide the kids before the space pirates come on, and where they hide them is, is a bunch of, uh, where they hide them in the, in the ship thing, there's a bunch of boxes, and, um, Hazel is questioning what these boxes are for, and, uh, why the space pirates can't find it, and then you find out, um, at the end, that apparently Alana has become a drug dealer, uh, a, a spacefaring drug dealer, and so that's where we get up, uh, end, um, where these space pirates are about to come onto the ship, and we also find out that Alana, uh, since Marco has been killed, has become a, a drug dealer, and so, uh, yeah, um, this is a great, like, a great story, um, and if you haven't read Saga, I definitely suggest that you pick up that first, that, uh, compendium, uh, omnibus of the first 54 issues, and give it a read, especially if you like stuff like Star Wars and stuff, um, but as I stated, it is very adult-like, um, and, but th this was a great return, um, I can't wait, I'm glad that this is coming back out monthly again, and that I get to experience it, um, in real time with everybody else, and so I was really excited to talk about, uh, this with, uh, John, and that's really what we were waiting for John to come on for, um, but things don't work out, um, but, uh, you know, we'll, there's other stuff, and we'll be able to talk about that in the future with him whenever he does come on again, but, uh, yeah. All right, so, uh, we're gonna move into the first impressions, uh, part of the show before we end, uh, today. Um, now I have two first impressions today, as I've already stated, um, and we will be first talking about Sandman Volume 1. Uh, now, Sandman Volume 1, or Preloads and Nocturnes, um, was written by Neil Gaiman. Now, this is a pretty older book. Um, uh, let's see, artists on this are Sam Keith, Mike Dringenberg, and Malcolm Jones III, colorist Danielle Vazo, um, letterer Todd Klein, and uh, covers done by Dave McKean um, on this here. So, usually on first impressions, by the way, um, what I'll do is I will watch or read or listen to something uh, that I have no previous knowledge of, um, which is, um, now John um, is the one who actually, um, he, he told me a long time ago when I first was uh, asking for people to give me some first impressions, he said uh, Sandman, and I, at that time, there was an audio uh, thing, podcast, audio drama of Sandman, and then, of course, all the Sandman comic book series, and then there was a Netflix show coming out, and, which is still coming out, um, and I said, which one do you want me to do, and he just said, all of them, just do all of them, and so, um, the first thing I did is I did the audio drama, and so, but because I was waiting to get, I was trying to get all of the, the books, and, finally got some of them for Christmas, so I was waiting on that, because I thought my, thought I was going to be getting the full collection of Sandman, so, um, which did not, but I did get a lot of them, um, man, I'm in the process of getting more, uh, neither here nor there, and so, 
I did the audio drama, and then, um, that was a while ago, and now I am doing the Sandman Volume 1, and what I've noticed is that the audio drama, it is basically the, the books, but more, I guess, in detail, or there's more rewritten, um, I'm, I'm not really for sure. I'm not for sure if it's 100% word for word. Um, but, I mean, it pretty much hits the same beats and storyline. I don't know if the dialogue is all the, exactly the same, uh, if that's been rewritten at all. Um, but it's it's pretty much the same. So this was a this is a first impression of the book, but it seems that I do have some prior knowledge of it. But I didn't know that until I started reading it. And then I was like, some of the stuff is starting to be familiar. And then it was like, this is really really familiar this is exactly like the audio drama that i listened to um but um saying that it 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 is a little bit different because listening to something and it's not like the audio like an audio tape of the book you know someone's reading the book it's completely as actors for each part and it's just basically like an audio play um so it is different and as i said i think the words are somewhat different um story beats are the same though um Though, so, you know, just a little bit into it. Um, so Sandman starts off, and these rich people are trying to um, capture Death. And instead, they capture Dream, who is the brother to Death. And he is captured for many years, 60-something years. The original person that kidnapped him, the original rich person, has eventually died off. And then his child um, continues to keep Dream locked up. And he gets old before eventually Dream finally makes his escape like 60, 80 years later or something like that. And so the power of the the Dream world has kind of fallen in disarray. There's people that have been asleep for many years um, who have large sleeping conditions um, because of Dream not being in the world. Um, and so whenever Dream comes back, all these people eventually wake up. Even though it's been like 60 years or something, these people have been asleep. Um, Dream, to get his power, he's missing three things. He's missing his helm, which is a Sandman-type mask, then a bag of sand that he uses, and then a ruby. And so then in this first volume, you are basically following Dream as he goes off to try to find uh, the stuff. Um, the first place that he goes to is he goes to the house of Cain and Abel. And yes, when I say Cain and Abel, I do mean that Cain and Abel, and uh, th- but Cain and Abel, um, they apparently are immortal, and they also have a pet dragon, and <laughs> so he has uh, he he ends up there um, because he is uh, I believe that he's looking for his his stuff, and let's see, um, so apparently. Um, uh, while also this is going on, um, we also see in Arkham Asylum, Dr. Uh, Destiny, John D. Um, as well, and he's been there for quite some time. Um, he um, is an old school villain who used um, one of, uh, used the ruby of Dream to uh, uh, attack the Justice League and stuff like that, their dreams and stuff. Um and control them. So uh, he um, he the he goes to um, dream. Sorry, apologize. Is uh, goes to the dream world, and so he's got to 
figure out where his stuff is. Um, so he ends up uh, uh, getting the the three uh, the fates, three fates, and he is trying to ask them where his stuff is. And so they tell them tell him that he can ask each one of them one question. Um, so the questions that he asks him, you know, where is um, my stuff. So, like, he asked the one, he said, where is my pouch of sand? It was stolen from me. And then he, um, they, she says that uh, John Constantine, yes, the John Constantine, this is a DC book, uh, Vertigo, um, said that he was the last one to purchase, to have your pouch. Um, the, uh, he was the last one to purchase the pouch. And he said, does he still have it? And nope, one question. That's the rules. Um, so the next uh, person he asks, my helm. Uh, where where's my helm at? Uh, which is the Sandman looking helmet. Um, apparently it was traded by a demon uh, many years ago, um, gone from the mortal plane. And so then he says, which demon? Oh, sorry, you. We can't tell you that. Um, you can only ask one question. Then the uh, last uh, fate here. He says, where is my stone? My dream stone. Um, he said that um, basically that the to ask this the League of Justice, which is the Justice League, where is it? Because he says that um, it, that it once basically was with John D. Um, that John D.'s mother had it, and then it went to John D. Um, until the basically the Justice League stopped him and took the ruby away. So. Um, and so then he, by that time, he knows that he can't ask another question. So he has to go to the Justice League. To, so we're obviously, this is setting up a lot of cameos from other DC properties. Um, so the first thing he's going to go do is that we see the next issue where, with John Constantine. And so then uh, Dream shows up and coming to comes to John Constantine, and he's looking uh, for the bag of sand. And then we find, uh, so then him and John Constantine have to go on this adventure um, and get this bag of sand. And uh, I'm not going to go through all this, but basically he's got to go through some demon, uh, uh, this possessed lady, to get, um, whose house has become possessed because she was messing with the bag of sand, to get the, to get the bag of sand back. So ends up getting the bag of sand and then uh, leaves John Constantine. So he's got. So Dream then has his bag of sand, and then he's going to go after the helm. So he goes to hell, um, which and then we see uh, Etrigan, um, the demon Etrigan here, and then we see Lucifer. And so then um, we figure out. Um, so he doesn't know which, um, but Lucifer, who used to be over hell, has now has to. Um, there is now three um, kings of hell. Um, they uh, stuff has changed in hell, so he can't just get it from Lucifer because now um, there is uh, three people: Belzebub, Belizebub, Bel. You know that word, the Lord of Flies. Uh, apparently, I can't speak. And then uh, as Aziel, um, another another demon king. Uh, so there's three kings, basically. Anyway, um, so then he's like, okay, well, they're like, oh, which which demon has your has your has your thing? And he's like, I don't know. All right, we're just gonna call them all. So they call the demons. Then they find out who has the thing, um, and then he ends up having a game uh, match against Dream. Dream ends up winning, and he he gets his helm back. 
And then apparently there's this ominous thing where Lucifer says that one day he's going to destroy Dream. Um, and then we see that um, John D's mom has died, um, but she uh, has left uh, this eye thing here for John. Don't know exactly what that is. Um, then we're here at uh, Arkham, and John D has used this to... Uh, that eye to escape Arkham. Uh, he runs into the Riddler. That was a really cool moment. And then we see this um, person having a dream. And this person is Scott Free, who is Mr. Miracle. And uh, he's having a dream. And then he wakes up from the dream. There's Dream. There's uh, there's Morpheus, the Lords of Dreams there. And um, he is wanting to help find his ruby. At the same time, we see Dr. D being escorted somewhere where he has hopped in a car with this girl and he's trying to get this girl to take him somewhere um so scott and uh the justice league has now become justice league international not justice league of america anymore um this is some old school comment by the way um and so he um, is trying to figure out where the ruby is at the same time that um dr d is trying to get to where he's going um, so Scott Free and uh, Dream go visit Martian Manhunter, and Martian Manhunter ends up telling them him where the ruby would be, what the storage building is, um, where where Dream can find his ruby. So he goes there, and the ruby is uh, is not uh, has been tainted because Doctor D, Doctor Destiny has put a um, a curse on it. And so Dream gets knocked out, and then at the same time, we found out that um, Dr. D was being escorted to the same storage building to get the ruby. So he ends up getting the ruby and goes and has some fun with that um, at a diner. And so we're basically he has kidnapped these people for like a, a day in these diner and making him, them do all kinds of crazy stuff. And that's really just uh, what happens on there. And then he ends up, Dream comes, ends up coming and catching Dr. Destiny, and they have like this little battle uh, in between the two of them, and at the, by the end of it, uh, Dream has got the ruby from Dr. Destiny, and so I'm kind of going past through here, um, just to, because I'm running on time here, uh, and then, so then we see Dream catches up uh, with uh, his sister, Death, and, you know, so they, and so she, he goes around with her as she's taking people um and killing them and so um and that's basically where we end here um and dream has got all his stuff he's back with his full power and uh, i don't know don't know what happens in the next volume that was just the first volume and that's all that i got on the uh listen to on the audio show as well so i i don't know what happens next um all I know is that this is a great piece of work. Some of the best things I've ever... This is one of the best things ever written. Um, always heard great things about Sandman. Never was able to get into that or, you know, check it out. Um, but I finally gave it the time of day, and I, I'm sorry that I missed out on it. Um, but, yeah. So if you haven't read any of Sandman, check it out. I tried to only hit high points in in my stuff because I try not to give too much spoilery stuff away. Huh, but anyway, yeah, that's Sandman. Um, but the thing that I was most excited about, um, or I, 
I didn't know I was going to be most excited about it until I actually watched it, um, was I, as another first impression, I decided to watch Reacher on Amazon Prime. Now, Reacher, I don't know anything about it. I've never read any of the books. I've never watched a Tom Cruise movie. I've never watched anything else that they've done Reacher-wise. Um, but the reason I was really excited about it was that uh, Reacher's being played by Alan Richardson. Uh, who uh, enjoyed many things, including uh, Smallville. He played Aquaman, and then he was a hawk from Hawk and Dove in Titans. So really excited um, about that. That's what I was really excited about. Anyway, Reacher's American crime thriller streaming television series based on the Jack Reacher book series by Lee Child, the eight-episode first season based on Killing Floor, which was Child's 1997 debut novel. Um, was released on Amazon Prime Video on February 4th, 2022. On February 7th, 2022, the series was renewed for a second season. I didn't even know that until I read this just now, um, uh, which was really exciting to me uh, that they would renew it because it was, it was <laughs> spoiler alert, it was amazing. And let's see, it also stars uh, Malcolm Goodwin, uh, Willa Fitzgerald, um, Gerald, 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 uh, Chris Webster, Bruce McGill, and Maria Stin, um, said it's eight episodes. You can watch it on Amazon Prime. If you're a Prime member, then you can <clears throat> watch it now, and you definitely should. Um, it's one of the best, right now it's the best thing that I've seen, uh, this year, which isn't saying much, I guess, because it's only like half, we're only a month and a half until a year, but, um, anyways. So, uh, Jack Reacher is a decorated former major in the U.S. Uh, Army Military Police and a self-proclaimed hobo. Um, yeah, so what happens is here, uh, what the premise of the show is, says Jack Reacher, a former U.S. Army military policeman, visits the fictional rural town of Margrave, Georgia, and quickly becomes embroiled in a violent clash with a brutal criminal cr- conspiracy. Now, uh, episode one is called Welcome to Margrave. It says, at midnight, a man later identified as Pete Jobling is shot dead just outside Margrave, Georgia. The following morning, Jack Reacher arrives on a Greyhound bus and walks into town um, where he is arrested at a diner for the murder. Now, let's see here. So, uh, in the jail, uh, when he gets there, we meet uh, Officer Finley. Uh, Oscar Finley, he's a chief detective of the Margrave Police Department. He's a Harvard-educated tweed suit-wearing police detective who recently relocated to this small town um, from Chicago. Um, And then we also meet uh, Roscoe Conklin, who is an officer on the uh, Margrave Police Department. Uh, That's Roscoe is a girl. Um, She has a strong sense of idealism and a gift for investigation. Um, Both of those are become really big characters in the in the show. Um, so people to watch out for in the show. Um, now he, Reacher says that he came to town because, um, now he, apparently he just roams places, but he came to Margrave because it's the home of blind, uh, blind something, (laughs) blind Bob or something, uh, blind Bob or something like this, who is a blues, uh, singer. And he, uh. I don't know, Blind Bob or something like this. Um, and so he um, has come here because this is the his hometown or where he died, apparently. 
and so that that's why he has come here um because his brother once told him that this is where blind bob or whatever his name is um i don't think it's bob but we're just gonna go blind bob uh was uh told him about it so that's why he came to Margrave. um so he ends up he until he they can check his alibi um he is sent to be held in a local prison with paul hubble who they um because the person that they found dead had Paul this phone number in his shoe, and uh, it was Paul Hubbles. And when they went to his house, the banker f- falsely confessed to the murder. So they have the Reacher, who's their suspect, but then this Paul Hubble has said that he 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 did the murdering. So they send him to. Uh, and by the way, it's just basically like this nerd banker guy and um they send him to uh, send them both to the local prison um now spivey who's a crooked guard um puts them in general population um because he now he they were supposed to be put in just a the secure location just to because they really didn't have uh they were you know it's being investigated and stuff and so they were just supposed to be there for the weekend or whatever Anyways, but Spivey puts them in general population where um, Reacher brutally foils an attempt on their lives. And when I say brutally, this is some of the most intense fighting in this show that I've seen in a show before. It is crazy, and just Reacher is a beast. And just I, I just love this show just because of the, the fighting in it. It's just so good. Um, so... Hubble explains that he to Reacher that he confessed to cover up for a criminal organization that would have otherwise killed him and his family. So then they end up getting released, and uh, then while they're re- they're both released, and um, Hubble goes into hiding. Um, but uh, Reacher, um, because Reacher's um, alibi checks out, um, he's verbally threatened in town by the son of the local businessman Kleiner. Basically, the the guy uh, does doesn't ends up not liking Reacher, um, and um, that, I mean that's basically uh, the big part of the thing. Um, when he later returns to the police station, he's informed about a second killing, and then at the morgue, a discussion about the, both the recent murder and another one earlier in the week leads him to identify the first victim as his older brother, Joe. Um, so that's how the episode ends. Um, and so the, the, the episodes now, uh, usually I only just watch the first episode and then just give a, 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 you know, brief thoughts on it, no, which, which was amazing. And if, um, this would definitely be, uh, after watching that first episode, it right then and there was, you know, some things I watch and I continue later on and I give continued impressions and this would have been the top of my list. I would have definitely finished this before anything else. In fact, <laughs> I've already watched the entire season. I watched the entire eight episodes in a, in a few days time. Um, I just finished it yesterday, in fact. And so it is an amazing series. Um, it's good there, you know, there's twists and turns. There's all kinds of things going on. Lots of death, lots of fighting. Um, just amazing i cannot wait for um season two i'm not for sure if all the characters that were in season one will be in season two um but which is kind of sad in some parts um but i'm really super excited um as i said i mean like i like i i 
I don't know what else to say about it other than how amazing it was because obviously it was amazing seeing as I've already I've already watched all of it. So, I mean, if that tells you anything, if you've been listening to the show before, then that should definitely mean something to you because I don't usually watch stuff that fast. Um, it, it just, you know, and if you do listen to the show, I usually go to Rotten Tomatoes um, before the show um, or even during the show and just to see what the scores are. Um, but I don't usually look at that reviews and stuff like that on the show because I really go in as blind as possible on this stuff. Um, it says here on Rotten Tomatoes, I'm just now looking up the Rotten Tomatoes, by the way, the tomato meter is at 88. Um, and then average audience score of 90. Um, so really great scores. Um, I grade on scales of 10. So I'm going to uh, convert these to 10 uh, out of a 10 score. And I only do like 0.0 and 0.5. So this 8.8, we're going to make it 8.8, which to me rounds up because I don't do 8.8, um, which rounds up to a 9. And then the audience score 90, which would be 9 out of 10. So both 9s out of 10s, that, that's a great score. Um, honestly, I'm going to give it a 9.5. I mean, I was just more highly impressed, a little bit more highly impressed than other the other people on Rotten Tomatoes. I, this is just great. I mean, everything, it was well acted. I just, I, I love Reacher. He didn't even talk the first seven minutes, there was no, he didn't speak the first seven minutes, it was like seven minutes and 36 seconds before he actually spoke, um, in the, even though they pretty much showed him most of the time, he only, he didn't speak for seven minutes and 36 seconds, so there was other people talking, but it was just his expressions and his just calm, cool, one-note demeanor of Reacher is just amazing, uh, I just, I just love Alan Richardson, though. Um, maybe I'm biased against him. I don't know, but I just thought he did an awesome character here, uh, and just most of the characters I've ever seen him are playing, you know, have like a lot of humor to him. Um, and this was very serious, and I just, I loved it. I loved every moment about the show, and so I, I, I can't even think of anything uh, bad at all. I mean, everyone, great acting, great story, just all together, just amazing show. And you definitely should check out Reacher on Amazon Prime. Um, and check out all eight episodes. So and let me know if you watch it and what you think of Reacher. Um, you can let me know on our Facebook page. Uh, you can let me know on our Instagram uh, you can also now check on our website. We have a website, thenhmediagroup.com, uh, Instagram, thenhmediagroup, facebook.com, slash thenhmediagroup. We're the NH Media Group everywhere. Um, yeah, good time. Check out the other shows. Cryptozoomology, got a new episode going to be coming out on Thursday this week. Um, when That's every Thursday's new episodes there. My show's kind of doesn't have a schedule. There, there's pretty much comes out on Thursdays unless something dramatic happens um we have another new show a dnd show coming out uh they're gonna be doing the session zero on friday that means that we'll probably be putting the show out on saturday so we got three uh shows coming out now on a regular that's a monthly show um and then we uh just showed off the the first logo for the ripoffs which is our uh, audio comedy uh series that we're doing uh set in the innate in the original geek superverse and um so that's gonna be fun we're gonna be having auditions uh, for that here soon next week or two we're on the scripts now it's gonna be fun time audio uh comedy there audio drama whatever you want to call it comedy audio drama uh whatever um same thing and yeah lots of lots of big things coming from nh media just a bunch of people having fun uh and i 
trying to make tons of money or anything like that or trying to make this our jobs or anything. I mean, this is literally just we're just people, creative people wanting to put out cre- uh, creative stuff and just have fun doing it. Um, so, yeah, good good times. Uh, each At the end of each episode or most, uh, at least one episode a week, if I do two episodes a week, I try to recommend some comic books because, you know, I, I love comic books. And uh, DC puts their books out on Tuesday and Marvel Independent Publishers put their books out on Wednesdays. Um, so Wednesday is really new comic book day. Let's DC. I don't come on DC. Put your books out on Wednesdays. Um, that was a weird change. Uh, but every week I recommend a Marvel, a DC and an independent book. Uh, this week is no different from Marvel. You should pick up Marvel voices legacy. Number one, this is a one shot, um, celebrating black history month of all the characters, uh, that are prominent, uh, african-american uh heroes and villains in the marvel universe with a bunch of it's an anthology of stories uh written by and all the people are, are that write it are african-american artists are as well just everybody work on the book just so celebrating black history month so check that out um for independent books we have knighted number four this is set in the resistance uh superhero universe that they have this has been a really funny book um this guy who's basically like a who's like a basically a banker type character, accountant basically nerdy really nerdy guy um reminds me of that Hubble character on uh Reacher uh he accidentally knocked off the Batman type character the knight uh on accident he accidentally cut his line and ended killing him guy um but apparently you know the city always needs Batman well the city always needs the knight and so he has to become the knight <laughs> so real funny real good hijinks uh, the uh, issue number four comes out this week that's from awa upshot which is a great little independent uh comic book publishing company and then um for dc we got batman the night number two see another night oh it's just it's nighttime apparently uh did not realize that there was two uh, but anyways batman the night number two this is written by chip zadarsky i believe this is a 10 issue 10 or 12 issue run uh max series uh that are limited series, I guess is what DC calls them. And, um, yeah, this is uh, following Bruce Wayne on his journey to become Batman. So this is set pre-Batman. So it the first issue was really good. Um, love some interaction that Bruce had with Hugo Strange in there. So very psychological type book going on. So check out all those books and other books at your local comic book shop. If you're in Little Rock, check out Retrograde Comics on Kavanaugh. Or check out any other uh, local comic book shop near you. Um, you can also get uh, books digitally online. If you need books shipped to you, you want print, but you just don't want to go out to get them, I'll do that for you. Just, uh, I, I, got, I, I do that. I pick up books for people. You can uh, send me a message if you want. And, uh, I mean, I'll, I'll get the books, uh, meet up with you, give you your books, ship them out to you if you need to, and won't charge you any shipping. I mean, not a big deal unless you get tons of books and then it costs me a little extra. But, I mean... I don't mind paying $3 a week to get you some books. So as long as you read comic books, that'd be cool with me. Um, I just want people to read comics. So um, great stories. And uh, yeah, that is all that I have. Next week is going to be really cool because we're going to have uh, Kyle on here, episode 21. And we the, the episode 21 is very horror-themed. Um, the first impressions are going to be horror movies where we're going to be reviewing the Texas Chainsaw Massacre movie that's coming to Netflix this Friday. Um, this is going to be very horror-related. And then we're going to be getting into some Marvel stuff, which the Marvel trailer that we're going to get into kind of looks horror as well. So it's going to be a fun time. Um, hope you'll join us back on that next episode. But, guys, thanks for taking a little over an hour of your time to listen to the show. 
This has been the Original Geek Show. I am your host, Nick Helms, and this is my buddy, Freddie Lane, with Grind Don't Stop. Yeah. We'll see you next yeah. week. Yeah.